welcome to the Millionaire Mompreneur Project. Let's face it, life goes fast, and sometimes, no matter how hard you try, it's easy to slip from purpose-driven into autopilot. My name is Jesse harris Bowen. I am a mom of four, lifelong entrepreneur, and former professional 300-mile-per-hour race car driver turned certified life and business growth expert. Each week, I'll be bringing you inspiring stories and intentional advice to empower your thoughts and actions and finally create the life and income that you desire. So buckle up, sister, because we're about to get you back in the driver's seat. Hey guys, welcome back to the Millionaire Mompreneur Project podcast. Today, I am so excited to talk to you about my favorite word. Yeah, no. I know you're like, okay, she's so crazy, but I have a really great point that just might be the reality check that you need because not that long ago, I needed it. So I could say right now, super long story short, but the truth is, is I say that all the time and I don't know how to tell a short story. (laughs) Short story. Oh my gosh. Guys, I try to leave in these little hiccups a lot and not just edit them out because I want to remind you that I'm a real person and that we all start at zero, we all start with a dream, and we all can create reality out of our dreams, which, by the way, my friends, could just be your million-dollar business. And no was where it all started for me. So because you guys have most likely heard this story a hundred million times about how I used to be a former professional 300 mile an hour race car driver. I will spare you the details, but what I want to lean into right now is the fact that that world of NHRA drag racing was highly competitive. And most of the drivers out there were actually connected or related somehow to someone who had already been in the industry for years. And if they hadn't been in the industry, the other truth is, is they probably bought their way in. And right now, I am probably going to get a lot of people mad at me in the NHRA drag racing world because I'm spilling all the beans. But the truth is, is we were talking about million dollar contracts with corporate America sponsors. And it was like just a big round of the good old boys. They just took care of the ones who were already in there and shut out all the underdogs. Unless they had enough money to pay their way in. Everything was about money. So much so that I'm going to share with you guys something that I have never publicly spoke about. But after five years behind the wheel of the jet-powered dragsters that I drove, I moved on to the highest level possible in the National Hot Rod Association drag racing series called Top Fuel Dragster and Nitro Funny Car. Now, I had been working behind the scenes for a couple years to shake all the people's hands and hand out the resumes and offer my services for free just so that I could get an in because guess what? I didn't have a family member that came from the highest echelon in the sport of drag racing, and I had no money. Nope, not a dime. But it didn't stop me. I wanted to believe that my persistence and my natural talent and ability behind the wheel of the race car would stand for itself. 
And the fact that I was really great on stage as a spokesperson for these companies and these teams was just the icing on the cake. So I really thought that I was a shoe in like there was just going to be no way that they weren't going to offer me to drive for these teams. And guess what? After a couple years, I met another underdog who had just been new to the world of drag racing and he came in with his huge multi-billion dollar oil company and bought up all the teams. And because he too started with nothing, he only wanted drivers that deserved to be out there but just maybe didn't have the right gene pool or a big bank account. So super long story short, haha, there I go again. But the point is, is I get the offer to drive for this amazing team. Everything starts to move forward. And a few months later, uh uh-oh, this multimillionaire, or excuse me, billionaire that (laughs) offered me to drive for him ended up in jail because I guess he had done something crazy with tax evasion. I don't know. But it killed me. It crushed me. And I just wasn't sure how I could keep going on. I had fought so hard for years behind the scenes to do this. I had spent, I mean, if I'm being honest here with you guys, I probably spent $60,000 just always traveling to all these events and showing up and buying tickets and taking care of hotel and airfare and purchasing them dinner because I thought maybe that would make them respect me just a little bit more. You know, I did all the things right, but it just never paid off. So here I was really feeling down and out with myself again. And a local guy, like a local racer to where I live in New York, comes into some money and he decides that he's going to go out and have this big race car himself. He's going to fund it because he's got just a ton of money sitting around in his back pocket and he loves drag racing. And because I'm a local girl and he's known my family for years, he offers me to drive. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that had to happen. I had to lose out on that opportunity so that this could happen because this would allow me to stay living close to home in New York and just travel in and out for the events. And this will give me more freedom to actually build this team as something that I know can be super competitive because we're all about grassroots and all that fun stuff, right? Well, guess what? I am in Phoenix, Arizona, ready to get behind the wheel of this race car for my very first test session. And just before I'm getting my fire suit on, the owner of the team walks up to me and my dad. I had my stepdad with me and lets us know that he no longer needs my services because someone else had just offered him a wad of money to drive the car and money talks. I was devastated. Not only was I devastated because my dream came crashing down in front of me just moments before I was getting the first opportunity to professionally drive one of these cars and be truly considered as one of the elite few, but also I had donated over six months of my time. So did my stepdad. We came together with this guy and his family and we did all the behind the scenes work because we were the ones with the experience and connections to get what we needed to form this million dollar race team from scratch. Like we got 
so many things, parts and trucks and trailers donated to us. And then what wasn't donated, we got the best prices for this guy so that he wasn't killing himself and we could put some money in the bank for the next few races we wanted to go to after this. And I had been working behind the scenes, getting all the sponsorships lined up and got a lot of sponsors that those sponsors paid money to the guy, the owner of the team. And I never saw a dime of that because I believed we were moving forward and this was just what I was willing to sacrifice because it was going to allow me the opportunity to fulfill my longtime dream. And not only did they pull the rug right out from under my feet, right there, right then, they literally handed me all my stuff and told me to go home, that I couldn't even stay in the hotel that night right? Because they did actually pay for my flight to get out to this place and they did pay for my hotel. That was the first thing that they had ever paid for. But they told me that because they no longer needed my services, they were not going to pay for my hotel to stay that night. That would be up to me. Now, this isn't about the money that it costs to you know, stay overnight in a hotel. This is about the immoral and unethical ways of people who I considered friends, people who I entrusted not only with my feelings and my passion, but with my services. I mean, I'm not tooting my own horn. Without me and without my stepdad, they wouldn't have even been there at this big event ready to perform. So I go home with my tail between my legs and I cry and cry and cry. Well, first, I was livid. I was even more livid because unfortunately, in that world, I wasn't willing to stand up for myself. I didn't want to sound like a snooty little girl who now, at that age, I was 25, 27. I was 27. And I didn't want to be perceived as someone who didn't act professionally. When in reality, looking back, there was nothing wrong with me stating the facts. The facts were the facts. And I would have very professionally explained that they were immoral and ethical and that it's not something I'll ever understand, but that I should see it as a blessing to no longer be tied to someone who would ever treat another human being that way. Right? I mean, there would have been nothing wrong with saying that. But the point and the topic of this episode, again, is... That sometimes no is just the answer we need to hear even though we don't want to hear it. You see, looking back, had that moved forward for me, I know for a fact that I would not be where I am today. I would not have married my husband. I would not have my most beautiful blessings of these four children. I would not have had the opportunity to go on the personal development journey that I have over these last five years of my life that has truly fulfilled me and allowed me to create more meaning, money, freedom, and growth in my life. And not only that, in others. One of the biggest blessings for me was to realize that a dream is just a dream. It doesn't mean that it can't evolve and grow. And you see, as a kid, I always thought I wanted to be two things, a race car driver and a mom. So when I did both, I ended up falling into a deep depression because it was like there was nothing left for me to live for. I'd already you know, had this great experience and success as the world's winningest driver in the jet dragster category and one of the only females to ever drive top fuel cars in 
alcohol funny cars and all kinds of big, scary, death-defying race cars. I mean, even after that, I got offered an opportunity to drive the land speed record holder car. And I was terrified to say yes, but I did because I was nervous that this was my opportunity to go and make good on all of this that went bad in my life and this whole experience. And now I'm going to show them and I'm going to go out and be the world land speed record holder. And behind the scenes, I was literally crapping my pants. Like I was terrified. I didn't want to do it. And I have to again say another blessing in my life was when they called me and said that everything was off because they didn't have the funding and there had been a bad crash. And until they got the government to approve of us doing it, there was no way we could. So they would get back to me. But by the time they got back to me, I had had my first baby. And once I had kids, I decided that most likely I would never step behind the wheel of a race car again. And it's funny, before I had kids, I always swore I would always drive race cars. And now it's just, it's not that it's not a passion of mine anymore. It is just not a necessity. You see, back then, I didn't realize it. I do now. But I was just seeking the next big thing to make me feel worthy, right? I needed recognition. For some reason, we all do this at some point in our lives, but you know, as a child, I never felt good enough. As a teenager, I never felt good enough. As an adult who couldn't quite um, move on to the very highest level in the drag racing world, I always felt like a failure when in reality, I had always been a success. I just couldn't see it because I was so stuck on always wanting more. And listen, I still want more in my life. There's nothing wrong with wanting more, but it can't be for anything other than you. You unlocking the best version of yourself, not you needing recognition, not you needing to feel like you belong. Success isn't defined by other people's opinions of you, right? Success is defined by how we each individually perceive it. So back then, for me, success was being the world's winningest jet dragster driver. Success was 40,000 people chanting my name after winning the world finals. Success was being offered to drive the land speed record car. Success was having more money. Success was driving my brand new car. And then, as ashamed as I am to admit it, success was becoming an author. Success was becoming a life coach that people admired. Success was having a marriage that others aspired to have. I'm ashamed a little bit to admit all of this. And although you might feel like, how does this pertain to no? Believe me, we will circle back around. But it's really important that we speak our truths. And my truth now is that success is defined as none of that crap. Success to me is waking up in the morning with a smile on my face, knowing that no matter what comes my way, 
it's going to be a great day because I choose it to be. Success is the peace of mind that I have knowing that I give my best every day. Success is being loved by my husband and my children and my family, our family. Success is liking myself for once. I have a hard time when I get emotional on this podcast, guys, but I say and share these things because I think just maybe you've been there before too. Success is making a difference in the world, not because of the accolades I get for it, but because of how it inspires my heart to give more, which is something that I now realize is why I was created. Success is who I am when no one else is looking. So back then, in my racing days, when all I heard was no, when all I wanted to hear was yes, I couldn't see the gift that it was. I see it now. I see it now knowing that just as I said a few moments ago, I wouldn't have this life that I'm on now. I watched other women before me try to chase that dream and stand out in a man's world and end up 40 years old wishing that they didn't end up getting divorced because drag racing split them up and then they never had kids. Yeah, I'm going to go there. And maybe by that time, my depression would have been so bad that I wouldn't be here able to tell you how I climbed out and how you can. So now I'll go back to when I was depressed after retiring from drag racing and becoming a mom and just feeling lost. Again, when I started to move forward, I heard the words no a lot. Like, no, we won't publish your book. No, we don't want to collaborate with you on a life coaching program. No, 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 no. That's all I heard. Because number one, I was still caught up in seeking the approval of everyone else. And I was also looking for a handout. Like I felt like I'd been dealt a bad hand through a lot of things. And there was just no reason that these people couldn't extend a hand, man. I mean, I wasn't asking for it and expecting to give nothing in return. Of course, I was going to give just as much, if not more. Like that was always my plan. I'm a giver by nature. But giving wasn't enough. People weren't returning. So then I started asking. And I'm really proud because I believe in the power of the ask. But I got more no's than I ever thought possible. Like I'd already done that in the drag racing world. Good God, why can't you give me a break? And I didn't just say it in the way of like, good golly, Miss Molly. No, God, why can't you give me a break? Because that's how I felt. And so I kept working and working and working and working and working. And I was working at the same thing, guys. I heard no, but I didn't change my approach. I tried a couple little different things, but I didn't like have the eye-opening moment of why do I keep hearing no? Because I wasn't looking for that answer, Right. I was ticked. I was mad. And I believed they were saying no because they didn't know what they were missing out on. When in reality, those no's were the biggest gift. I was just too blind to see it. And because I'm competitive as all heck, you can guarantee that I had what I would define as success for a while. I built good businesses. I built businesses that thrived, that made money, but 
I also built businesses that wore me out and tore me down. That left me feeling drained and resentful. And so as I started evolving my business into what felt more in alignment with me, all because my good friend Tony Robbins taught me at his Unleash the Power Within conference and Business Mastery conference that I had to stop seeking recognition and acceptance. I had a moment of clarity when I found myself praying for strength after hearing a bunch of no's again from people who I had actually given a lot to. But again, I had been expecting something in return, which is not the way the world works. I could quote the Bible, but I'm really not good at it, and I didn't look it up. But it says something like, love your enemies and do good, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great. Right? Like, that's something. It's like Luke, I think. And again, this is me. Guys, I totally could have Googled it. I could have looked it up, and I could have sounded like I know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm very spiritual. However, I'm not the person that is pushy in any way and going to preach to you that you need to believe in God or trust the Bible. That's not what it's about. But for me, this moment of clarity came to me as I am praying, sobbing in my bathtub about what is wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? What? Why? What? Why? I do a lot of meditation and I decided to calm myself down, take some deep breaths in my nose, out my mouth, and start counting because at least it takes my mind off of, you know, those bad feelings. And I decided to go all in on a meditation, like stand in your faith, be grateful. You are so blessed. Why do you always want more? And I was envisioning this beam of light. This is where you're either going to Tune in a little bit harder because you want to hear what I share or you're going to be like, oh my God, this Jesse chick is so cray cray. Okay. Anyways, this is how I do meditation. So I'm envisioning this stream, this beam of gold light being shot down from the heavens into my head and it is just filling me up, right? From my toes to my knees and it's filling me up and it's filling me up and it's filling me up till it starts overflowing from my head and then all of a sudden as it overflows it turns into this gorgeous sparkly purple which guys by the way is my favorite color but this sparkly purple just starts overflowing on to everything around me and then all of a sudden I don't try to envision this it's just what I envision I am standing on top of the earth, on top of a globe, and the purple is just wrapping itself all around the globe, right? Like the whole thing is being embraced like a warm hug with this sparkly purple beam of light. And my interpretation of that was God telling me, daughter, feel me hear me, accept me, and let go of your expectations. I'm going to get emotional again, guys. Take my light and use it to do good in the world. I'm trying to get composed because you were meant for so much more. 
than this. Than this. Sister, don't do this to yourself anymore. Accept the fact that you are perfect just the way you are. And that you are meant to inspire the world. You got to stop seeking the answers or seeking acceptance or recognition. You are enough just as you are. Go out and do good deeds. Your good deeds. My good deeds. The reason I keep telling you no is because it may not be what you want to hear, but it's what you need to hear. And this time, as I cried through that meditation, there were tears of complete joy. I had never felt so accepted and loved in my life and like I truly was perfect and enough and exactly who I was supposed to be. And so now we'll let go of the mush. (laughs) But this is what sparked my extension into the world of business coaching. Because this, at least for this moment of time, is me living in true alignment with who I feel I am meant to be and in a place where I serve not for recognition or acceptance, but just to be able to give something that I know too many of you struggle with because as a 17-year entrepreneur myself in both brick and mortar and online business, as many amazing successes as I have had, I have had just as many epic failures. And the successes that I had back then were not built the way I wanted my life to be. Now I stand in my power. Now I build my business to serve others and me. So I share with you guys all the time that I only work 20 hours a week and own three really successful businesses. I tell you that because you get to decide how you want your business and your life to look. Don't make it so complicated. Don't make it so hard. Don't work so many hours if you don't want to. You get to choose. When I finally stepped into this new space, this new way of thinking and believing and living, but also this new extension to my business and business coaching, no's don't hurt me anymore. I still get them. And I won't say that I'm never disappointed at first, but I see it as okay. So just maybe this wasn't right for me. Because guys, that's what all the other no's for me were. The racing, the book. I wasn't meant to have my book published by a big company. I was meant to self-publish at the time. It was a learning curve. I wasn't meant to work with all those people I tried to work with because you know what? They weren't in alignment with me and I wasn't in alignment with them. So next time you hear no, it's okay to be disappointed, but don't let it do anything other than be just a blip in your day. Take what you can from it, learn what you will from it, and move forward and recognize that just maybe it's a sign, a sign that that opportunity wasn't meant for you. 
Trust your intuition, guys. If there's one thing that I can say is I never listened to my intuition because I was so focused on what I thought was good for me, not on what really was. When you try to control everything, you truly end up enjoying nothing. So lean in as I did. Relax. Breathe. Let go. I have this sign in my bedroom that says, let go and let God, which to me is just a simple daily reminder to participate in life, but to consciously surrender your free will to God or karma or the universe or whatever you want to believe in, guys. Like, this is not a place for any sort of religious beliefs or political beliefs, right? Like, you can take everything I'm sharing and apply it to you even if you don't have a God. Now, I still make a lot of moves, guys. I'm not saying let go and let God and leave it all up to the, you know, whatever happens. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just saying that I am led now through my intuition, right? I'm no longer looking for validation. I'm just truly leaning in and trusting and having faith and living in alignment with what feels like my purpose with no expectations, just living my purpose, which is to help you beautiful souls create the life and income that you want with your purpose-driven business. So thank you for being here today. And always, if anything that I shared resonated with you today, please click subscribe, leave me a review which, by the way, don't forget, we are picking one review every week on the Monday Motivated Minute and giving out free gifts like this week again, another millionaire mompreneur in the making hat. Yes, sister, you know you want one. But seriously, also take a screenshot and tag me on Facebook or Instagram. I'm Jesse Harris Bowen on every platform. I would love to see your biggest takeaways or aha moments from this episode and any others. Remember, alone ladies, we are strong, but together we are unstoppable. 